Hey everyone, welcome to the Withering Effect episode 47. Today's date is June 1st, 2020, and I am Duds, or Duds versus known to the rest of the interwebs. And I am Jimbo, also known as Jimbo Slice 23. So what have you been up to this week, Duds? Oh, so much. <laughs> so much stuff. Um, and mainly all to do with Minecraft. Uh, no extra games this week. I oh. sat down and said, I am finishing the My Own Survival episode. There's the uh, motorcycle. Vroom. Yay, sounds like they got a new one. Oh, a louder one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so I ended up finishing the episode, and my creativity for the past three weeks has been gone. I'm sure anyone kind of paying attention to my live streams and stuff, I have absolutely struggled to place blocks down in a manner that looks good to me. And <laughs> I couldn't figure out what it was, and... Luckily, I was looking at a build I had done on live stream, this uh, pergola type thing, and then at the same time, I was watching Etho, uh, his latest episode, and he ended up using dark oak and bricks, or stripped dark oak and bricks, and I thought that was a beautiful combination. So I decided to combine those colors with my pergola, and it came out really good to me so i ended up using that for the slime farm storage mm -hmm. um doesn't really go together but all the theming kind of fits yeah after that oh. i ended up on stream starting to build a spider grinder which yeah. is something i had never done before and now i know why i never done it before and why <laughs> i will never do it again <laughs> yeah i had my issues with spiders not fun they're hard to control get them to where right. you want them because they go up walls and stuff and it's it's a pain yeah i know what you mean i watched a couple of tutorials and i'm like yeah as long as they're not aggro they don't really climb walls so if you keep them flowing everything will be fine well that was a lie yeah i didn't know that so that's not true <laughs> right and okay. then it was if you have falling water on the walls they can't climb the falling water that is also a lie. Another lie, huh? Oh, man. Watched him climb right up it. And I went, the itsy bitsy <laughs> spider, lie. Because uh, spiders can obviously climb water. Yeah. Um, it was such a pain. The worst part is I spent like a good half a stream working on this canal slash channel slash elevator thing, whatever you want to call it, to get the spiders in a good spot so it's going to be easy to kill them. And worthless. I, I basically had to rip it apart. I built three different configurations uh, and how to get the spiders into a killing chamber. And then, finally at the end, I just said, forget this. I'm going to lower the killing floor two blocks, make a one tall room with flowing water all the way to this back of this little tiny channel. And I'm like, this is it. They can't climb the walls because it's only one tall or whatever like that. And it's just so frustrating, but I ended up getting it to work. They will try to climb a little bit. But because it's only one tall, if they're out of reach of my sword, I can still get my bow and just shoot them <laughs> through there. So it's like, ah. <laughs> but I did all this because I wanted string so I can convert it to wool. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to build a crazy wool farm. This is so annoying. It's a motorcycle. Jeez. Huh? <sighs> uh, so if I randomly stop and you guys don't hear me say anything, it's because a motorcycle's going by and Carl did a really good job of editing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we we do have uh, patrons that listen to the show live. Mm -hmm. uh, we do have a, a question from one of them. 
he asked, uh, are they able to climb up half slabs that are spaced out? Spiders. I don't know. I didn't think about that, so... Okay. That was Stone yeah. Figure, one of our patrons, he was asking. I'm good, yeah. I'm good, I'm that... glad to, uh, able to watch the chat, just in case there's some good questions that should be asked. Well, now I feel kind of stupid for not thinking about that. I mean, it's worth a shot. I didn't know. Yeah. I'm not too well, sure what they can climb or not climb. Yeah, well, Just... I've determined that there has to be a block that spiders can't climb, period. Mm-hmm. There's so many different ways to stop other mobs from moving around, except for spiders. So I was thinking glazed terracotta would be a great block that spiders shouldn't be able to climb. It, sticky uh, slime blocks with sticky pistons, they can't stick to glazed terracotta, so it's like spiders shouldn't be able to climb it. Okay. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It'll make a use for such an ugly block. Mm-hmm. How about this, though? Uh, out of nowhere, my wife left her phone down here, and it's going off. I don't know if you can hear it on your end. I don't think I could hear it until you started talking. Okay, yeah, it's the RTX voice. Usually if you say something, it might come through. Yeah, it's coming through when you say something. It's the amount of noise. Like, it was so quiet all weekend. And now I've got a person to my right bouncing a basketball it, like he-man hulk style smashing it against the concrete it's like it's not going to bounce better that way dude <laughs> and then i got the motorcycle behind me it's like god yeah. jerks i don't know how many times the phone has got to ring for the person to realize they're not going to pick up you know but it's still <laughs> ringing okay it just stopped jesus criminy so much noise already it's like seven o'clock on a monday why is there so much stuff going on no one's got anything to do. The only thing I can think I, of. I guess. But what have you been doing this week, Jimbo, other than fighting, ringing phones and such? Besides fighting phones, I've played some Minecraft. I haven't played in nice. a while, but I jumped on there to play a little survival because I was feeling rusty after playing a little bit on the Ripple Effect server. So I wanted to, you know, start a new world and, uh, you know, just get the early game grind feel again to see what i'm in for <laughs> ripple effect really and uh mm-hmm. i went to the nether the newest snapshot went to the nether and the ambient noises really set the mood like i was scared at one point like i was freaking Dang. out because just the noises like some of these noises you hear you're like wow this is, this has got a completely different feel completely different place even when you're in like the nether wasteland the regular nether you still get a different feel for everything and uh i had to go across the basalt deltas i'm looking for the a fortress you know i'm trying to get like to the end game trying to beat it real quick if i can just you know to get my minecraft rust off and uh can't find a fortress for nothing i found like three piglin bastions one bastion didn't have any loot in the chests, none huh. whatsoever yeah i was like wow I, I haven't yeah, I haven't been there because usually I'll break the chest and just take everything in the chest with me because the chest is pretty useful down the line. You might need an extra chest. Uh, yeah, I usually just break them and don't break them in front of Pigman, Piglin, because yeah, yeah, they'll all come after you if one sees you. You can do it if they're not looking. If they don't see huh. you, you can get away with it. But if they see you, yeah, they're all coming after you. I got away surprisingly. Haven't died yet. Fingers crossed, but. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. I haven't played in a while, and I'm kind of... I get on here for about an hour or two a day and play a little bit of survival. And Mm -hmm. um, I know what you mean about the enchantments now. Enchantments are pain because 
I'm getting one at a time. Yeah. And yeah, I don't have a grinder or anything, so it's it's taken a while to get the good tools, but that's uh that's that's why I did it to see what I'm going to be dealing with and it's it's going to be more of a grind than usual. There's no fish farms, oh, yeah. there's nothing to get you that shore XP or that great loot at the beginning. So, yeah, that's uh that's that's what it's like. It's a little bit it's a little taste of 116, but I do like the feel. I do like the yeah. feel of the Nether. I cannot wait for the 116 release to come out. I'm ready to get back on Ripple. I'm ready to do some multiplayer. Hmm. And you haven't been in the Nether yet, right? You're waiting for that release to get that that feel. Yeah. I stopped talking mid sentence because I could hear him coming up the street. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so I it's all going to be brand new to me. But I've also just realized just how much slower single player it really is. Mm-hmm. Um. The worst part is, the thing I hate the most about Minecraft is starting over. And I realized I started a world that I'm having to put a lot of effort in to move very tiny bit on the in-game scale that is going to be reset soon. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't mind the early grind. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, it might become... It might become worse now, but it's yeah. I mean it's because it's taken so long. But usually, you know, with the fish farm, uh, especially on a multiplayer server, it's a lot easier to gather things because everyone else, you know, has yeah. extra of things. But yeah, by yourself, it's really slow. It's hard to I don't know. It's hard to get to that level to where you can freely run about. Still not there. Well, I want to say, wasn't it you and Omni that had a villager trading area like the first week in Spawn Town last season? Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was one thirteen. It was a lot mm-hmm. easier to gather villagers. Omni actually went out and got the villagers, and I helped build the trading system. Kind of how we did it. He did one thing, I did the other. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot easier then. Mm. Anyways, let's go ahead and get into our uh, snapshot news. If you don't have anything else going on. No, that was about it. Just wanted to talk about my experience. One sixteen. Mm-hmm. More one sixteen news is snapshot twenty W twenty two A. Lot of lot of changes. Some I'm not so happy about. Um, I'm gonna go through them one at a time and talk about them after I get done mentioning them. So the big one to me is experimental rendering changes. They said we've included some experimental changes to graphics rendering in the snapshot which might reveal some issues on a small number of older graphics cards. That's mm. not so much the problem I have. It's just that one fifteen put out a rendering update, and I don't notice any change in rendering, period. Yeah, me neither. Um, even with Optifine, I still don't see a big change. And again, I don't have a really old computer. I mean, technically it's about three years old now. But it's still close to top of the line at the time. And it struggles with 120 frames in Minecraft. Mm. Chunk loading's not impressive or anything like that. Anything past 13 chunks is just like, why bother? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty useful for the end, too. When I go to the end, I go to like 20 or more chunks rendered just so I can find the cities a lot closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if help. you're on a multiplayer server, it doesn't help. Yeah. Because it's all about what the server is set to. And I think Ripple was set to 14 last season. Maybe it was 12. I'm not sure. Now, did they go into depth at all about the older graphics card? Like, what's what's an older graphics card? I don't know. Um, no, I didn't mention. Yeah, I wonder if the 10s are considered older graphics card. Mm, that's I, I have a 1070. Yeah. It's been pretty good. I've been 
borderline getting the RTX 2060 Super, but at the price it costs for one of those, I've been like, I might as well just rebuild a PC because I've been really wanting to do a micro or a macro RTX or ITX, whatever you want to say. Just yeah. a small form factor computer. And it's like, I can't justify that cost. I can't do it. If I sold, because I already have my old computer that I was first using when I first started making YouTube videos. It's doing the backup for the withering effect. It's also working the camera account. And it's like, it, maybe if I sold that one or sold the PC I have now, then maybe I would build another one, but I can't justify it. <laughs> like you can't justify that motorcycle. Yep. This is going to keep happening. We may have to like change our recording date and time. Yeah, Because geez. it's like every Monday at 7 o'clock. They decided to bring them. They didn't bring those motorcycles out all weekend, by the way. I wonder so. if they, if when their friends leave, they're like, hey, next Monday? Yeah, we'll be here next Monday at 7. Probably what they're saying by the time they leave. But I, I did want to say, like, if, if I were to rebuild my PC, which I just made my PC video, like, last week, but I would suggest to make it smaller because I got this big bulky PC and uh, I got all the pieces in there. If I would have got a mini ATX board like you mentioned, I think I could have had way more space, way more room. And you can fit it all in one of those mini uh-huh. boards. You don't have to have the the big ATX motherboard. So, yeah, I agree with that. I would have went a little smaller if I had the chance. Uh, let's get on to new features. The piglins now sometimes dance in celebration of a completed hunt. That's pretty cool. Did you see the... Uh... I think it was a joke. The Piglins or the Hoglins celebration? Yeah. I, I definitely don't think they're going to implement that into the game, but it no. was really funny to watch. Yeah. I saw it and I was like, uh, are you kidding? Uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. I The head nodding makes sense, but then they mm-hmm. stood up and started like salsa dancing or something. Yeah. Don't remember, it I, was hilarious and I love it. Yeah. But it doesn't fit in the game. But to me, if I want to extrapolate uh, far out into the future, what piglin dancing could mean is maybe we're going to get player emoting, kind of like how they do uh, Fortnite's the one that sticks out the most in my mind, but how you could press a button and your character does a little dance or does a hand wave or something like that. Maybe that's in store in the future. That would be neat. Uh Yeah, I'll play mine. So instead of the... uh, the normal Minecraft hello where you just hit shift and crouch up and down a lot. Mm-hmm. You can actually wave your hand. Yeah, that'd be cool. That could be really cool. Let's get into changes. Villager workstation logic has changed. Bells can be hung from the underside of more blocks. When a villager that was traded with is struck by lightning, the witch it converts to will no longer despawn. Players can no longer mount another entity when crouch key is held down. Villager struck by lightning convert to witch don't despawn. Didn't know about that. I watched some of the snapshot reviews and I didn't see that. I don't know how useful that's going to be. You can't change a witch back, right? So, I mean, I guess you'll know now what happened to your villagers if there's a witch sitting there. I saw some of the blocks that bells can be hung from. Makes sense. Besides the anvil, I noticed you could put it below an anvil, which, uh, yeah, they fall, so it's kind of... You'll never get it under there. There's ways, but it's not it's not very easy. The workstation changes. Yeah, so basically a villager who has a higher rank um, will get first pick 
at a workstation, which is a little worrisome because I've got a feeling they're going to get confused more than they already do and mm. try to work on the same workstation. Yeah, that's right. I remember seeing that now. So, um, But maybe this is their implementation to try to fix it. Matter of fact, they've, they've expanded on that more. It says, villagers no longer try to work at the same workstation. The most experienced nearby villager for the profession corresponding to the workstation you add will get the workstation. Villagers now have to walk and reach the workstation before they can acquire the profession slash work there. Uh, villagers can no longer claim workstation slash professions during raids or nighttime. Villagers were checked to make sure their workstation is valid at all times of the day as long as they were within 16 blocks of the workstation. Now, that last part also worries me because that's a lot of code and a lot of AI running whenever villagers are near workstations, and I see that as lag. Yeah, good. Kind of curious how it, how it plays so, out. Maybe this new stuff is to uh, fix the villager AI lag, because there is obviously some in there now. But I don't know. I kind of see it as the villagers are having to think more now, so that might cause problems. Yeah, yeah you might be right. So uh, you've got some news you want to talk about in the snapshot. Yes, uh, technical changes in 20W22A. Uh, added shader support for accessing depth buffer. Uh, renderer now uses pre-pixel blending layers for some transparent elements. Uh, slightly changed data packs loading to prevent custom data packs from crashing. Uh, cached repeated block type looks lookups and collisions during pathfinding for increased performance, minor optimizations in collisions detection, uh, top-level element in predictate, predicate file. <laughs> what? Top-level element in predicate file can now be array. All contents will be and, a and deed, right? <laughs> I don't know. That's a lot of technical stuff. And like always, we don't really know what all this means. Other than the obvious stuff like minor optimizations to collision detection. But we're kind of wanting to put it in there and at least read it so people mm -hmm. who get the news from us can hear it. Yeah, even though I don't read very good, trying to get it across <laughs> to you. It seems like, like whenever you write something out for me, I have trouble mm -hmm. reading it. But if I write it out for me, I can just go with it. I don't know what, I don't know what that is. The best part is I'm not writing it out for you. I'm just copying mm -hmm. and pasting it from their website. Yeah. Because I don't want to write something and write it incorrectly. So I want to make sure I say it or write it mm -hmm. word for word from their website. But yeah, data pack loading. Yeah, yeah, data pack loading. If a data pack reload fails, changes will not be applied and the game will continue using previous data. If existing data packs prevent world from loading, the game will give option to load world in safe mode, which loads only vanilla data pack. Changes to data pack list are stored only after successful reload. Added safe mode option in server to load only the vanilla data pack. Uh, game will now detect critical data pack issues like missing required tags and prevent world from being loaded. I think this is all to help with corruption of worlds. So okay. it's like, hey, there's a problem. So the data pack, instead of loading incorrectly and corrupting the world, is just kind of put to the side. The game realizes it goes okay here's your vanilla world back it up and fix that data pack mm -hmm. going in the safe mode yeah which Makes i'm sense. all for anything that can save a world from corrupting i really like that's my biggest fear uh with playing 
on the single players because I have to manually back up the world. And I do it after every episode, but like the Slime Farm episode, I forgot to back it up. So it's just like, oh, if I lose this world, I'm rage quitting. Mm, yeah, a lot of progress lost. But uh, let's go ahead and get to our Discord ad. This week's Discord ad is from me, Jason. Take it away, me, Jason. Hey, friends, it's me, Jason, and I'm a member of the Withering Effect Discord. It's a great place to talk to your fellow listeners and give your input into the show. You might even get your question or comment read out on a future episode. Join the Discord today. Link is in the show notes, and I'll see you there. Duds 100% this message. All right. Thanks, me, Jason, for the ad of Discord. If you guys want to do an ad for us, just let us know. We've got several scripts off to the side. We'll have you record something for us, and it'll be it'll be played on the show at some point. Let's get into block of the week, because I think this is becoming a Discord favorite. Everyone in the Discord uh, seems to really enjoy it, and it's almost like a competition now between two blocks every week. It's it's hilarious mm-hmm. to watch it happen. And, and we but, get a lot of feedback on them, too, like things we don't know. You know, people yeah. throw them out there with block of the week saying, this one doesn't need change. This one needs improvements. You know, mm-hmm. gives a, everyone gives a little insight on what they know. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But this week, we asked you to vote in the Discord on which of the following blocks Jimbo and I are going to discuss. Your choices were Beehive, Grindstone, and Trap Chest. And the winner of this week's block of the week is... Trap Chest. Congratulations, Trap Chest. I got a couple things here. Uh, Trap Chest is crafted with a chest and a hook wire. Uh, Gives redstone signal when opened. It's naturally generated in fake end portal rooms in woodland mansions. So that's where you can find them if you were wanting to find them. Uh, and can be moved with a piston and bedrock. Didn't know that. And I also wanted to mention how useful they were not too long ago when you couldn't put your chest side by side. Yeah. Now that you can, trap chests kind of useless unless you want to use them in um, some kind of machine. Yeah, I haven't used a trap chest in over a year at least. Yeah. The second we could put regular chests side by side, that's what I went with. Even uh, in my last season of Ripple, the way the automatic storage system worked, I didn't have to have chests side by side. So again, it was just normal chest. And then you have shulkers now, which can be put side by side anyways. Same thing with mm-hmm. barrels. Um, so the trap chest has kind of gone to the wayside. But we have some, uh, I guess, fixes, maybe. It was kind of hard. Uh, Jimbo, you had one mm. fix you wanted to throw out there. Yeah, I always thought the trap chest should lock. Like, should be mm-hmm. your personal chest. You should be able to lock it. I don't feel like you should have a key or anything just in case, you know, that key ends up missing, you know. Just yeah. by hand, you should be able to lock it and unlock it. That would make it a lot mm-hmm. more useful, in my opinion. Right. I, I totally agree with the locking idea. And at first, I was like... You should have to use redstone to lock it. I want to say J-Man also mentioned that in Discord. Redstone should be what you use to lock it. And then I was like, you know what? If you're going to lock a chest with redstone, that's as simple as having a piston push a full block over top of it. Because then you can't open the chest. So technically it could already be locked with redstone. So I was trying to come up with other things that a trap chest could maybe do. And I had the idea. So the trap chest obviously pushes out a pulse. Whenever you open it, that's how they are trapped. Mm -hmm. So my thought is maybe the redstone 
pulse is dependent on how many items are in the chest. So if it's a okay. full chest, it sends out a full 15 length pulse. If there's only a couple items in the chest, it does like a one length pulse. Something different. Okay. To me, the obvious one that should be in there is let trap chests be moved with pistons. Yeah. I get it's kind of a bedrock thing because bedrock's coded different in Java. That would be extremely hard, but uh, I kind of want it. Yeah. And the only the only other thing I can think of is trap chests are really good if you make a trash can because if you're using a trap chest, trap chests won't empty immediately into a hopper. Whenever you put items into it, it waits for you to close the lid and then it starts draining into the hopper. So. Mm. When you have a trash can, it's nice because if you accidentally put your sword or your pickaxe or maybe a piece of armor in the in the trash can, you can still pull it out before it immediately gets sucked down in there and eaten. That's a good tip. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking just how you know how we used to put them side by side with the regular chest. How much iron we went through for a sorting system is ridiculous. Yep. Was ridiculous. But yeah, you could save your iron now. But wow. I was just thinking about that. Not really, because now the way you do the chest, the sorting systems have become so complex. I mean, we had Cass on in his super complex sorting system, which I can't wait to build next season. I'm sure I will break it at least once and yell for help, maybe pull some hair out. And then I'll come and break it a little more. (laughs) Dang it, Yimbo! (laughs) I'm going to put a sign on my base that says no Yimbos allowed. (laughs) I don't know who that is. I was just thinking, what if Yimbo is like your alternate personality? Ooh, like we're on it's your yeah, it's your Swedish version. So maybe you have glasses and a little mustache. Oh no, you (laughs) you gonna make me do it, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's like, oh Jimbo, I am not Jimbo, I am Yimbo. (laughs) I I don't know why I made that accent, but that's my Swedish accent. (laughs) Not bad. I need to talk to Decoy more, see if I can't get his accent down. His accent's tough. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But anyways, main topic time? Yeah, that's all I got for Block of the Week. So our main but, topic this week... Okay, never mind. You you said but. Yeah, I said but because I wanted people to know that Trap Chest ran away with the competition. I don't... Wasn't I, even it close? Was, wasn't even close. It was like 26 votes for the Trap Chest, and the other ones were single digits. I did want to mention wow. that before we moved on. That's yeah. the first time in a while. Yeah, usually it's like a you know two-way race out of the three, but mm-hmm. yeah, Trap Chest is all alone in the front. I think everyone realized that if you tie the score, you don't get two blocks of the week. So mm-hmm. they're just like, ah, forget it. <laughs> they tried. Oh, actually uh-huh. looking now, Trap Chest had 30 votes. Yeah. Wow. And Beehive was second with 10. Dang. Yeah. So main topic. We were... Okay. We... We decided to shape a passive mob and a hostile mob and improve them a bit. Uh, I think earlier in the podcasting days, me and Bank ended up creating our own mobs. Uh, so we didn't want to rehash that, but there's so many mobs in the game that kind of don't have much of a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, at least with my improvements, some of my improvements aren't really giving mobs purpose, but it should make them a little bit more fun to interact with. So that's what I went with. Now, I cheated okay. on my passive mobs. I had like f- three or four that only has like one or two little slight t- uh, tweaks to it. Jimbo did it correctly. He ended up taking one mob and straight up improving it all the way. 
Yeah, so I I'm read the directions. You pass- yeah, I'm going to let you do your passing mob first, and I'll th- go through all my little tweaks. Okay, yeah, my first mob, passive mob, is bats. I feel yeah. like uh, there could be more to it. So I went ahead and changed it. Uh, I guess the look could be a little bit different. I could see them as, you know, the regular look now. But uh, my first change is they're no longer passive when inside a light level of 7. So if you're going through a cave and it's dark and they're flying around, you're okay. Or actually be a light level of 8. So as soon as you put a torch down, they get aggressive and they Uh. start attacking you. As soon as they get in that light level of 7. Now, I saw they spawned at light level, or yeah, they spawn at light level 3 and under. So it's got to be real dark for them to spawn. So maybe four end up, they start attacking you. So it's got to be really dark. But it it just Mm. gives another element to survival in the caves. You know, you get everything lit up. You think you're okay. And then there's a bat (laughs) you got to deal with. But uh, If that gets put into the game, I will stab you. (laughs) I hate bats already. They're so tough to kill with a sword. Yeah. So to make them attack me now, it's like... You're taking the baby zombie difficulty and cranking it up by 10. Yep. And Mojang's listening. They said so. They kind of fly fly around aimlessly. Like, they're kind of... They're very hard to hit because they're such a little hitbox also. But, yeah, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. But if you do kill one of these, my bats, uh, they will drop an item. I'm thinking because of the phantom membrane, maybe a bat membrane, which would give you a potion for, like, a sonar ability. And these okay. potions would allow the player to see enemies through walls for a short period of time. Kind of similar uh-huh. to the villager bell. When you ring it, you can see the pillagers outside or wherever uh-huh. they're out through the walls. It kind of gives you that ability. But I'm thinking a short period of time. It can be OP if it's too yeah. long. Like the three to five minute potions. I'm thinking maybe a minute at the longest. Maybe 30 seconds. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I thought that'd be pretty cool to use yeah. that sonar yeah. ability with the bats. This was one of your ideas that I was all, like, I got excited because this is way better than my stuff. And I, I had no even inclination to think like this. So mm-hmm. the second I read that, I went, oh, that's awesome. Wait, not all bat, all bats are blind and deaf or whatever and use sonar. But you're pretty much playing on the lore of bats, which I like even more. Mm-hmm. And it gives you a super useful potion. Like, I... People don't understand how much I would use this potion. It would quickly become my number one. So lighting up caves. Now, I try not to do cheaty cheaty camera account looking at the caves or whatever. I try to light caves up when I find them. So it Mm -hmm. kind of forces me to do it. If I'm building a slime farm, obviously, I need to go find caves and light them up. I don't want to use the camera account to say, hey, go this way. There's a cave over there. Get that one. So I have to use the, uh, what is it, the subtitles down at the bottom? Where mm-hmm. it tells you, hey, zombie groans or whatever, and points in this kind of direction. Yep. If I had a potion that within, like, I don't know, beacon range could light up a mob so I knew where the mob was, that would be awesome. It would be mm-hmm. so much easier to find caves and light them up and know where things are so you don't get surprised around the corner. It's not an OP kind of potion or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Bats are difficult to kill already, so the fact that they're dropping something that's extremely useful is nice. That would be extremely hard to, I guess, really farm, but I'm sure there's somebody out there will have a farm oh, yeah. within two days of this. Mm-hmm. But I have a yeah, bats. I, other than the bats trying to kill you, I absolutely love 
your changes to passive mobs. Cool. I do agree. So, so you have on my, some. I have some. So after reading your bats, I just basically went, oh man, I can't compete with that. <laughs> but there were small improvements for several things. I went, why is this not in the game? Like the first one is tropical fish. All the tropical fish kind of look identical. I know they said there's like a hundred and something different fish or whatever, but they yeah. all have basically the same shape, but they're different colors. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to change that. Uh, I think it would be really cool to have things like crab or shrimp walking around on the seafloor. Yeah, jellyfish uh, maybe. Or jellyfish. Stuff well, you they... can maybe only find in the warm ocean. Yeah, with all the other tropical fish. Thought that would be very cool. It'd be a way to liven up the oceans even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the next passive mob update I had was crafted iron golems should follow you around like wolves when you're within a certain proximity. Because obviously iron golems are super slow, mm-hmm. so they can't really keep up. And I don't want iron golems constantly teleporting. Yeah. Because that's really weird. Uh, <laughs> and also, you can't tell them to sit. <laughs> so. Yeah whenever an iron golem is within a proximity maybe like 32 blocks or something like that maybe if they see you they try to stay near you or something like that i just a lot of people craft iron golems to help protect their bases or their villages and stuff and they're really ineffective because they go walking around and they generally walk away from where the fighting's happening yeah they're never never where the action is most of the time yeah, like I remember last season I crafted an iron golem to kind of walk around the base or whatever because I had skeletons spawning and shooting me. That golem never found a single skeleton or zombie to kill. I always had to find them myself and then light the area up. Didn't he always hang out in like the the nether wart farm? You like that? Yeah. He'd get stuck (laughs) in the soul sand and never get out. And then when he did get out, he'd go walk to the other side of the base and then walk back and get stuck in the nether wart farm again. He likes him nether wart. It reminds him of poppies, probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah, my next passive mob is chickens. And I had the idea that chickens should crow at dawn. And yes, I know the chickens are not a rooster <laughs> or anything like that. But t- to me, that's just such a little cool thing. And it's a nice way to have ambient noises also. So, yeah, chickens yeah. should crow. <laughs> yeah, chickens, I mean, the chickens in the game are both male and female, so... Maybe have maybe some of them crow, you know, random ones mm-hmm. crow in the morning. Yeah, I like that idea. Should be should be a maybe thing. make it like a one in four chance that they crow when the next day yeah. comes. My next one, polar bears, is based on the fact that I live in North Carolina, and the big exhibit at the zoo in North Carolina is the polar bear. Mm-hmm. Now, this polar bear is hilarious because it constantly is playing with his big red ball he has in his pet, and also. He loves to swim. Swims like crazy. And I noticed, I don't ever see polar bears swimming in Minecraft. No. And I thought it would be really cool if polar bears swam around and then we would return, quote unquote, home. Like, kind of like turtles do. How they have yeah. their own little beach where they go to lay eggs and stuff. Maybe polar bears should kind of do that same thing. I think that would be really fun. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe they hunt salmon and uh, all that yeah. jazz. You mean salmon? Yeah. Same thing. See, uh, but as soon as I said it, I went, wait, you don't say salmon like salmon. No. But I said it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is uh, one of the patrons that I listened just mentioned polar bears should hunt fish. That's pretty cool. Yeah, see? Yeah. We're on the same page. Yeah, he just mentioned that. He had something else about iron golems, about 
you could assign them to maybe a bed. They should stay around that point, which uh, mm -hmm. there's something there. Maybe you can, you know, assign uh, an iron golem a certain area. I don't know how, how you could do it, but that'd be neat to well, sign I mean, them like a station. Even just making it so, because it's a T-shape, the block you put on the ground to craft the golem, yeah, make that its quote-unquote home, and it stays within a range of that one block. Yep, nice. That that'd be that'd be cool. But let's move on to hostile mobs. What do you got for hostile? Um, I got the Ravager. Now, mm, before I jerk. start with the changes, I thought the Ravager was pronounced Ravenger, like uh -huh, Avenger nope. with an R. Not right. the case. It's R A V A G E R. Ravager. Ravager. Didn't know that. Mm. Just found that out like yesterday. <laughs> and this um, has been words with Jimbo. Yeah. So how I would change this Ravager, uh, it would drop an item that can be crafted into a very durable shield. Ravengers are a pretty thick mob. And uh, another thing I would change is, you know, them, if you do use a shield and get hit, how they, they're stunned, you would now need mm -hmm. the shield from them to get that stunning on them. You can't do it with a regular shield. Though a shield would work... Uh, they're not going to be stunned unless you have the Ravager shield. Uh, the shield can okay. also be used for melee. Mm -hmm. So you can, uh, you know, hit another mob with it if you want. Um, I, I was trying to think of the shape of this shield because I don't want it like a box shape. I'm thinking kind of like the head of a Ravager. I don't know if that's weird for us to be carrying around a Ravager head as a shield. I'm just trying to think of the shape of this thing. And uh, maybe I'm thinking the shape of the head, like it's got the horns. And uh, yeah, that's that's what's in my head right now with mm -hmm. the shape. But I don't I don't know what kind of enchantments you put uh, you could put on it. Maybe you know unbreaking, mending stuff like that. I didn't think of any certain enchantments for the shield. Maybe that's for another yeah. episode. We can come up with something like that. But uh, yeah, I, I, there's only one shield in the game, and it's pretty standard. You know, you use the iron maybe this one can be crafted with diamonds and you have like an ultimate shield with that you know ravenger drop i i still don't have a name for the drop but uh i i just know the ravenger is a real thick mob and it's real heavy and it you know packs a punch when it hits you so it mm -hmm. could make a very nice shield my awesome my pick was going to be the ravager until yes. i saw you pick it so yeah. i've got several things i want to go over but first on your shield idea what okay. if Instead of diamonds or anything like that, you could craft a shield using Ravager leather and bones. So now yeah. you have a kind of bone shield that looks real like barbarian style. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. That could be really cool. The second was I think Ravagers should drop more leather than any other mob because they're so big. Yeah. The next one was if you were to kill the rider on top of the Ravager, I think the Ravager should go dormant or peaceful. Just kind of walk around unless it gets hit. Mm, so therefore, like a, you can tame it with like sweet berries, and then now you can ride the Ravager. Okay. Make so it so... Well, I guess the, it would be fun to be able to attack stuff with the Ravager, too. Yeah. But... So it's kind of like... a saddle. Being, we should be allowed to ride them. Yeah, they come with a saddle. Like, I think uh -huh. it's on their skin. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I mean, that's pretty neat how you made it kind of like whoever's riding it is controlling it. And once they're... Right the control is over the ravager is able to roam peacefully i do like it mm -hmm. 
the final fix was I think the Ravager should also drop um, either its head every once in a while. I, I was originally going to say tusks, but Minecraft has a thing where they don't want you like hunting animals for tusks and stuff. That's very bad. Don't yeah. do that. So I wasn't going to say that, but maybe the Ravager drop its head and it can create a banner pattern. Yeah. I want more banner patterns in the game. We're finally getting some for piglins, which I think is awesome. So a Ravager mm. dropping something that can be used to make a pillager banner would be really cool. Yeah, I agree. So my turn with the hostile mob? Yeah, which one did you pick? I chose the Elder Guardian, and I followed the rules this time, so I only chose one. <laughs> the thing is, it when you look at an Elder Garden, a Guardian and a regular Guardian, their attacks are basically identical. The Thorn attack is exactly the same. I want to say it's like six or so, or no, two hearts. Or something like that. The laser attack is a little different. Like a guardian does six hearts of damage with the laser. And then the elder guardian does eight. Or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit more powerful when it comes to laser. But it doesn't move. So it's pretty easy to take down. Yeah. So I felt maybe the uh, thorn attack should hit a little harder. Because they're such a big mob. They they should pack a punch. Yeah. Maybe make it cohesive with the Ravager Bite. Yeah. Maybe make it so the Thorns don't attack you as often, but when they do attack you, they hit hard like the Ravager Bite. Makes you want to second guess going in there and just attacking. Usually you see an Elder Guardian, it's dead. You just got to find it. Mm -hmm. Okay. The next thing I wanted to address was the drops are just horrible. And I get sponges are very useful in the game, but to do all the work it takes to take a Guardian temple a sponge really because you might not get a sponge room there are ocean monuments that spawn with no sponge room so you may only get three sponges out of this entire fight yeah and that kind of upset me so my idea kind of leading on your thick leather is i want the elder guardians to drop like elder scales and maybe these can be crafted into armor that'll allow for like better water breathing, kind of like the turtle shell, or yeah. maybe faster swimming. The final thing was a shield, because uh, I think we both agree that square shield, once you get full on diamond enchanted armor, gets forgot about. Yeah, it's sad because even with full diamond armor, it's a very useful tool. It doesn't use its loose usefulness. It's just the gain loss is so much closer together that. The inventory spot or spot becomes more useful for something other than holding on a shield. So the idea of crafting a shield with these scales could be really cool. And like you said, maybe that shield can bounce attacks back at enemies. So if something hits the shield instead of it just going thud and that's it, maybe whatever it, it'll act like thorns. So if they hit the shield, they get whatever damage they were going to do to you. It does to themselves. Would that be Pretty incorporated fun. into it, or like an enchantment? Right. It? No, it'd be incorporated. All of my, okay. like, armor and tool stuff, I feel Minecraft isn't very good on its enchantments now, so I don't want to leave it up to enchanting. I want custom weapons and armor and stuff that is, like, loot finds and means something when you lose it. Like, when you lose a trident, everyone goes, oh, no. Even yeah. though you can farm tridents now, it's not the easiest thing to get back. Mm-hmm. And right now, making diamond armor and enchanting it, once you have an enchanting set up with villagers all ready to go, losing diamond armor is nothing. It's 
30 minutes at an XP farm and you're back into the game going and everything. And that is perfectly fine. I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. Mm. I take advantage of that all the time. But for people who maybe want a little bit more risk in the game, it'd be nice to have these cool custom weapon armor pieces that have to be found or crafted out of rare items. Like the heart of the sea is a really cool thing because you have to go find it. You just can't farm mobs to get it. So Yeah. Like the scales drop you mentioned. If you were to lose this shield or armor that you made out of these scales, you gotta hunt down a whole nother temple or guardian yep. what is it? A monument? Ocean monument. Ocean monument. Yeah. Can't believe we couldn't think of it. Yeah, to go get that thing back if you lose it, of course. But mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be you'd be way more heartbroken to lose yeah. something like that. Yeah, it gives it, it gives much. it a little more risk and a little more uh I can't think of the word. I definitely like the fact it gives more risk, but if you're gonna what do you wanna say, allow that kind of risk to happen, you need a good reward. So the items you're risking mm-hmm. need to have a special purpose that you can't get on an enchanting table or through a villager. And that's the way I kinda hope Minecraft leans in the future when it comes to armor stuff. Yeah, we got netherite armor and tools. And yeah, they have a bit more durability, and I think some have a little bit more speed, but it's still just going down and grinding for netherite. Yes, it's super rare, which I'm kind of angry about. I'd Mm -hmm. rather have loot. I'd rather be forced to explore for loot that way, because exploring just to explore to new biomes and stuff is not really my way of playing. So Mm -hmm. give me something tangible. Give me a sharpness 10 sword. Man, would I hunt for that sword forever, just for sharpness 10. Or like looting 10. Yeah, yeah something yeah, like that. I don't thing. think I'd want that, though. That'd kill every item filter there was in the game. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say looting yeah, 3 probably. already does a big job of that. But it helps with, like, uh, wither skeletons. It would. Mm. That would be very nice. That's another thing. A netherite sword should be super effective against wither skeletons. Yeah, that's a good uh, idea. It's not part of the topic, but yeah, not a bad idea. It's just an idea that popped in my head. Mm-hmm. I haven't thought it out. It could be a totally bad idea, but just an idea. I have uh, one more honorable mention. Mm-hmm. And that's the wolf slash dog. I feel okay. like dogs and wolves should be completely different mobs now. We have mm-hmm. the new cats and the ocelots. They're completely different. I think dogs should spawn in villages along with cats. That would also keep the cat level down you know a little bit bring in a few more dogs um you know maybe i don't know how many cat breeds there are you know how many cat breeds there are i think there's like nine okay yeah maybe not have one dog yeah there's one dog it's it'd be nice to have different breeds and uh you know you tame them the same way rotten flesh uh not rotten flesh but bones you know tame them the same way uh wolves on the other hand would uh be hostile when hungry so you notice they attack sheeps and uh, mm. what is it? Is it just sheeps they attack? Chickens? I think that's cats. I think it's just sheep. Yeah. The plural for sheep is sheep. Yeah. Did I Maybe say sheeps? Did I put an S on the twice. Yeah. No, I said, said twice. I could be wrong. English is not my strongest <laughs> subject. No. It's so. my first language that I barely speak. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if there's no I, sheep I speak around. villager very well, though. Do you? Yeah, my. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. We probably shouldn't go there. <laughs> shouldn't go there, no. But I feel like if if wolves don't have any sheep around, 
that's plural when I say sheep. Uh, mm. It it gets hungry and will attack you. You'll see the red eyes, and they'll attack you then, along with if you were to punch one or attack one. You know, you get the whole group on you. Mm. Um, and I with the dogs, uh, cats have a good use as for scaring away creepers. Now, that's pretty mm. much the only use you get from the cats. Now, the dogs... What they're good at is smelling and tracking. So I'm thinking maybe you can use your dog to track down things, like a, mm-hmm. maybe a spawner or maybe, I don't know, maybe a monument. Uh, I don't know how they get there, actually. Let's scratch the monument. Uh, there's other ways to find things, but like a, a spawner, I was thinking mainly, is something you really you got to find by yourself. But maybe a dog can lead you there. Usually the dog follows you. But maybe if you get it in the tracking mode, or maybe you give it something so it tracks it. Maybe you give it, like, a rotten flesh, and it goes, okay, I'm going to find you a, a zombie grinder, and you follow it to mm. a zombie grinder. Something along those lines. But it'd be nice to use a dog for tracking. Well, I mean, I do want to put out wolves and dogs. As of right now, they do scare skeletons. Yeah, that's true. I've used a dog or a wolf in a skeleton grinder as a way to move the skeletons quicker to get into the elevator so I could kill them. But your idea of dogs tracking down stuff is, again, a really cool idea. So, like, what if you walk up to a dog holding a chest? Maybe it can now sense chunks with treasure in it? Yeah, something like that. Or, like you said, holding rotten flesh, maybe it takes you to a chunk where a zombie grinder is. Not necessarily like saying it's right here on this block, but it's like, hey, it's in this general area. Yeah, it's around here somewhere. I smell it, but I don't see mm-hmm. it. So you have to, yeah, you go from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be good. But I think that's gonna do it for today, right? Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. Before I have Jimbo read us out, I want to say huge thank you to all our Patreons who are supporting the show. Our milk level Patreons are Omni, Croc, Max Johnson, Obeep, Stone Figure, and Viperous Tuna. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for subscribing to us on Patreon. If you would like to get access to the exclusive benefits and hours of extra content each month, considering joining at patreon.com slash thewitheringeffect. If you like the show, you can share it with all of your friends and on social media. If you listen on Spotify, follow us. Or if you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice review. Doing any of these really helps the show reach more listeners. If you would like to get in contact with us, send an email to podcast at rippleeffectsmp.com. Tweet us, leave a voice message, or join our Discord where you can have a chat with everyone who works on the show and fellow listeners. All the links are in the show notes. Yeah, this show has been brought to you by Jimbo and myself, but also our digital producer, Carl. He helps make sure the show ends up where it should be and not in a Ravenger. The amazing (laughs) music you hear in the intro and outro was created by the one and only Decoy, and everybody's social media info can be found down in the show notes. You guys have been so awesome. Thanks for getting withered with us. You should probably go drink your milk now. Bye. See you guys.